Hurry in-store or online and celebrate Lowe's Spring Fest before it's over. With values on a Cobalt 40-volt string trimmer, was $159, now $119. Or we've got a Cobalt 40-volt mower, was $299, now $249. Give your yard the works this spring. Spring Fest, a festival of fun and savings for your garden and total home. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. Offers valid through 428 while supplies last. Selection varies by location, U.S. only. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Billboard Charts. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital. Hi, Katie. How are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself, Keith? I'm okay. Have you been breathlessly following the the uh, the saga of the container ship trapped in the Suez Canal <laughs> that has finally been loosened? Uh, I haven't, actually. <laughs> Literally, Dan told me it's a thing. Like I know it. I know it's happening, but I I have not been following. Unfortunately, here's here's the thing. Here's the takeaway that I got from this. Um, I mean, there's lots of takeaways, but in brief, this ship is as long as the Empire State Building is tall. <gasps> okay, that shouldn't have been going through there in the first place. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It, I mean. <laughs> That's why Evidently, this is like a normal. That's like that's how big these things are. That's like floating around, move. floating around on a city. And this is why, if you've ever wondered why your vinyl album hasn't arrived in time, it's because it's trapped on a ship in the Suez Canal. Uh, is that what it's holding? Um, just all records, nothing but records. <laughs> yeah, it's just all the all just, the vinyl albums that are manufactured in Europe. It's all BTS deluxe editions coming through. <laughs> they'll be they'll be here soon. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news about how Justin Bieber debuts at number one on both the Billboard 200 Albums chart and the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart. At the same time, obviously. Uh, and, and and there's more. How Lana Del Rey's new album is the week's top-selling album with blockbuster sales on vinyl. More about that in just a moment. They're on that ship in the Suez. <laughs> but... <laughs> no, no, no. They made it to America. Okay, they're People here. bought they're them. They actually counted. <laughs> uh, plus, speaking of Justin Bieber, we will be diving deeper into his latest number one on the Billboard Hot 100, Peaches, and how it's the latest in a string of collaborative hits for the pop star. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, Visit billboard.com slash podcasts. Okay, let's do the chart chat. And as always, Katie, if you feel like jumping in at any point in this long ramble of factoids that I have, I encourage you to do so. I promise I will. So it's not a solid block of Keith just <laughs> talking about numbers. Okay. Um, well, it, it's all about the Biebs this week as Justin Bieber becomes the third act ever and the first solo male artist to concurrently debut at number one on both the Billboard 200 Albums chart and the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart. Previously, only Taylor Swift and BTS had achieved this feat, and both did it for the first time last year. And in fact, Swift did it twice last year. Mm. (laughs) On the Billboard 200, Bieber bows atop the list with his new album, Justice. And on the latter, the Hot 100, 
he's number one with the Justice single Peaches, featuring Daniel Caesar and Giveon. Justice was released on March 19th and earned 154,000 equivalent album units in the United States in the week ending March 25th, of course, according to MRC data. That's the second biggest debut of 2021 in terms of units, trailing only the debut week of Morgan Wallen's Dangerous, the double album, which launched with 265,000 units back in January. Uh, Bieber also breaks the Morgan Wallen spell at number one on the Billboard 200, as a Dangerous falls from number one to number three after spending the past 10 weeks, its entire chart run, at number one. So we have Fresh Blood at number one on the, the Billboard 200. I love I love a new number one. Yeah. Kate, Katie mentioned that last week uh, when, when we uh, had Cardi B's up hit number one on the Hot 100, which followed after Drake hitting number one on the Hot 100 with, with What's Next. And before that, it was eight weeks of Olivia Rodrigo with Driver's License. And so, uh, late breaking news. Nice. Late breaking news. Olivia Rodrigo's new song, her first song since Driver's License, comes out on Thursday, April 1st. It's called Deja Vu. No fooling, huh? Did you say no fooling? <laughs> she actually said in her tweet, she said in her tweet, no joke, it's like actually coming. <laughs> like, Because I think people could have thought that she, that was just not actually happening. I wonder if she, she must mean Thursday night. Nope. Like at 9 p.m. 9, 9 a.m. Pacific time. So noon Eastern. So she's not, Nothing like, not trying to debut at number one again, guys. She's not, not, clearly. not trying. <laughs> she's losing a day right there. She's yep. just she's just losing. Well, let's get back to Biebs. Um altogether, Justice is Justin Bieber's eighth number one album, and all ten of his charting efforts on the Billboard two hundred have reached the top ten. So therefore he just had two albums that missed number one, but they were top ten. Uh, before Justice arrived, the album was previewed by four top forty charting hits on the Hot One Hundred. Holy featuring Chance the Rapper. Lonely with Benny Blanco, Anyone, and Hold On. But all of those were just appetizers before the peaches course got here, Katie. <laughs> the fruit salad has arrived. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there we go. Um, ambrosia, everyone. Fruit ambrosia. Ambro- it's, that's what you call it, right? It was like jello and fruit. Oh, and yeah. Cream. That's a big thing in the Midwest. Yeah, I've, yeah, I haven't had that in a while. I, aren't there marshmallows in it too? Yeah, um, the, yeah. What did we we had one? Maybe that's different. Walnuts? I was gonna say we had a Waldorf salad that was like grapes and oh. and, and mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah, I never Ooh, cared man. for that. But yes, an ambrosia is like a jelly salad, like a Jello salad. Mm, yeah, yeah. We should a, yeah. just move Got on. Okay. Peaches are sound much more appetizing. <laughs> yeah. Well, Peaches was released alongside the Justice album on March 19th, and it storms in at number one on the Hot 100. It's Bieber's 23rd top 10 hit and his seventh number one single, and the first number one for both Daniel Caesar and Giveon. Peaches drew 30.6 million U.S. streams and sold 16,000 downloads in the week ending March 25th. It also attracted 12.1 million radio audience—I'm uh, sorry, 12.1— million radio airplay audience impressions in the week ending March 28th. Uh, the track opens at number one on the streaming songs chart, where it's Bieber's fifth leader and Caesar and Giveon's first each. And it also starts at number three on the digital song sales chart. Peaches gives the Hot 100 its third new number one in as many weeks, as we mentioned earlier, following Cardi B's Up and Drake's What's Next the week before that. 
And of course, all three leaders came after Olivia Rodrigo spent eight weeks at number one with driver's license. Uh, rounding out the top five, since we've just mentioned all those songs, rounding out the top five on the Hot 100 this week, Up falls to number two, Silk Sonics Leave the Door Open falls two to three, Driver's License dips three to four, and The Weeknd's Save Your Tears is a non-mover at number five. Next up on the Billboard 200 Albums chart, Lana Del Rey's Kim Trails Over the Country Club bows at number two. The set starts with 75,000 equivalent album units earned, and of that sum, 58,000 comprise album sales, which makes it the top-selling album of the week, and it also debuts at number one on our top album sales chart. Kim Trails was a spectacular seller on vinyl LP, with nearly 32,000 copies sold, or 54% of the album's total first-week sales. Wow. Its vinyl fortunes... Yeah, I know, right? Its vinyl fortunes were bolstered by the set's availability across an array of different LP variants, including multiple colored vinyl editions, picture discs, and even just a plain old standard black vinyl LP. Uh, With all that, with that huge number, Kim Trails has the fourth biggest sales week for a vinyl album since MRC Data began tracking sales back in 1991, back when it was known as SoundScan. Ahead of Kim Trails since 1991, in terms of the biggest vinyl sales weeks, are the debut weeks of Jack White's Lazaretto, with 40,000 in its first week back in 2014, Pearl Jam's Vitalogy, or Vitology. Vitalogy? Vitology? Gosh, I guess I've never thought about saying it out loud. Vitalogy? (laughs) Vitalogy. Whoa. Well, vital. Yeah. Vitalogy. I think I... (laughs) Vital. (laughs) Why don't you just leave in this conversation? We'll have it both ways. (laughs) Well... That Pearl Jam album sold 34,000 <laughs> vinyl copies in its first week back in 1994. And then more recently, Paul McCartney's McCartney 3 uh, started with uh, 32,000 copies sold back in December. So uh, big week for vinyl, big week for Lana, big week for the Beebs. It's a big week on the charts, everybody. I guess so. And I, I really wanted to circle back to Justin Bieber if we could. Because... Browsing endorsement. I guess so. <laughs> ah, are you allowed? Can I? Is it okay if we just move... <laughs> Move right past what you were saying and move on to what I want to say. I guess so. Sure. Um, uh, no, I just wanted, I, I'm excited to talk about Justin Bieber's new number one because I love it. Peaches is a great song and I first heard it like many people did um, on the NPR Tiny Desk at Home concert that he did ahead of the release of the Justice album. So that's the first uh, taste of Peaches that anybody got totally different version Ah, i didn't even mean to do that um it is it's definitely different than the album version how he played it for the tiny desk it was uh way slowed down he played piano on the whole thing um very cool you know kind of funky version of it but then when i heard the recorded version at midnight on you know thursday last week it's it is just such a great song. And it instantly was like, Oh my God. Like I liked it when I heard on the NPR thing and I hear it now. And it's like just a stone cold hit really obviously right out of the gate. Um, and it got me thinking about a lot of things. First of all, you know, it's a great song, but it's not necessarily just like a showcase for Justin Bieber himself. He's really ceding a lot of space to his collaborators on this song. Uh, who are Daniel Caesar and Giveon, they both have their own full verses in the song. And yeah. while that catchy chorus is all Bieber, um, you know, he's really sharing space um, with these two guys, which is really cool. Um, but it also shouldn't surprise us because the man has uh, done a lot of collaborative hits over the years. Um, Keith actually sent me a, 
a list of Bieber's history on the Hot 100, and 44 of the songs that are in his Hot 100 history uh, were... Uh, collaborations, whether it was features on other people's songs, people featured on his songs, or just group songs. He has 44 songs on the Hot 100 with other artists. So first of all, this Up until is a, this week, by the way, that but just just to clarify, that, I get the peaches. list. I included Peaches though, which is yeah, in addition to. Like, I'm pausing. Yes. I'm saying that just because he has a bunch of other songs that debut on the Hot 100 this uh-huh. week. Ah yes, and there are other collaborations. Okay, got it. But first of all. Uh, I didn't put this in the script, but I wanted to quiz Keith. Can we do that? Okay. This will be interesting. <laughs> it should be. I'm basically taking the information that Keith gave me and weaponizing it against him. Um, can you tell me from the history that you provided me, which was, um, you know, through last week, can you tell me which artist has Justin teamed up with the most for Hot 100 Hits? Uh, Usher? Usher is the second most. He has three songs with Usher over his, uh, his okay. career. Oh, DJ Khaled. He has two songs with DJ Khaled. Nicki Minaj? One song with Nicki Minaj. You're getting, you're getting colder. Okay. I'm getting worse. Um, <laughs> um, I can um, tell you that the person he has the most with is there are four songs with these two together. Is it a rapper? Yes. Um, he is on both the DJ Khaled songs. Lil Wayne? No, D- Lil Wayne's only on one of those. <laughs> Quavo's on both of the DJ Khaled songs too, but he only has three songs with Quavo. His, Chance, it's not Chance the Rapper. It's though. Chance the Rapper. So it's Chance the Rapper, of course. He has. He has. I was the, gonna say Chance this entire time. I'm like, wait, there's only been like two. No, that's. So what surprised me was, um, obviously, we know about Holy, it's massive hit from last year for Justin and Chance, um, and then Chance was on both of those DJ Khaled songs, which were I'm the One in 2017 and No Brainer in 2018. But what people might not remember is that he had a song with Chance in 2013 called confident wow so the, right, it then. kind of goes to my point the reason i wanted to bring this up um in the first place is justin has this really interesting career of like when he started out you know having these bigger name artists put him on whether it was the usher co-sign from the beginning ludicrous hopping on baby you know all those things that really like lifted him up and gave him a lot of mainstream recognition to now he's the guy putting up Giveon, Daniel Caesar, obviously putting Chance the Rapper on something in 2013. Like he's he's the guy that's kind of giving that cosign now, you know, more than a decade later. Um, specifically, uh, Daniel Caesar and Giveon. This is, as Keith said, it's Bieber's seventh number one on the Hot 100. But this is the first time. I, can you tell me, do you know, have Daniel Caesar and Giveon even had top tens on the Hot 100? I, I don't think I don't think they have. No, I don't think they have either. So this is a huge, huge look for them. Keith, um, did you uh, listen to the song, watch the video? Like, what were your first impressions of of this song? I was wondering how. I mean, I want to know the backstory of how the song came together mm-hmm. and and how the song got to Biebs. Um, You know, just because you hear it and um, the three of them share so much of the spotlight on the track, and it made me wonder. Well, gosh, did 
Did maybe Giveon and Daniel Caesar write it together and bring it to Justin? Did Justin find the track? I want to know the backstory, which Katie and I clearly don't know. It, I thought it was um, such a great look for all three of them to to kind of have this this um, this song kind of sneak up on everybody uh, after after the the earlier songs from the album. You know, I think Justin was just like, "Ha ha! Oh, you just wait. You just wait until Peaches comes out." So we've talked about how his collaborations have kind of raised the profile of specific artists, but it's also interesting to look at what he's done, you know, for a couple of massive songs in different genres, too. Um, Obviously, uh, he went on the remix of Despacito with Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee. Which ended up tying... A song someone may have heard of once or twice. You might have heard it. It ended up tying with the longest-running Hot 100 number one ever at the time. Obviously, that's been beaten since. Um, but just a completely massive global hit. And while it would have always been a big hit, I think, um, taking it over the top was definitely Bieber's involvement. Um, just giving it a, a huge look and then sustaining it the way that it did. Um, But then there's also Dan and Shay's 10,000 Hours. Obviously, the country genre is doing fine for itself, as evidenced by Morgan Wallen's 10 weeks at number one on the Billboard 200. But um, (laughs) this was a number four hit on the Hot 100, a huge crossover hit for um, Dan and Shay. And Bieber's involvement, again, just raised the profile of it more than it ever could have asked for. Um, had it just been a Dan and Shay song, which also would have been huge, but maybe not top five on the Hot 100 huge. So, um, you know, it's not just specific artists that he's lifting up. He's also lifting up kind of other other genres that his fans might not, you know, even look into had it not been for for Bieber's involvement. Um, and it, I think that it goes to show once again, he's obviously like lifting these genres and artists up. But he's also just incredibly fluid as an artist that he can hopscotch around to all of these genres. And it started to make me think, like, what what genre has he not done um, since he's covered a lot of ground? And what genre would we maybe like to see him do next? I, I have a suggestion, Keith, if you would like me to go first. I, I actually have been, because he has kind of this reaffirmed or affirmed spirituality now, um, you know, where he's very kind of openly um, talking about his faith, I thought, well, gosh, maybe it would make sense for him to do a faith-based record or something that was more of the sort of the Christian gospel variety with maybe some collaborators from that world. Um, That wouldn't be completely out of the ordinary for him to do now. That's just what I've been thinking. That has to have been discussed at this point. Um, I mean, just looking at Holy kind of being a pseudo faith-based song yeah. for, for him already. And Chance also being the same way, a mainstream artist who's super open about his faith. Um, it feels like Justin's definitely chatted with Scooter about making <laughs> that that album for sure. Or not to mention another Scooter Braun artist, Tori Kelly, who made that exact switch. She started out on the pop stream and now is finding huge success, um, you know, in gospel uh, or, you know, Carrie Underwood just throwing out a, a gospel album this past week. Pop shop, pop shop uh, friend of the show, uh, Harry Connick Jr. Exactly. No, I think that makes perfect sense. And I'd be shocked if it does not happen anytime soon. Um, I have to say, I was thinking, um, you know, obviously we saw a lot of breakthrough for K-pop last year, specifically BTS with them scoring two number one, two number ones, three number ones last year on the Hot 100, right? Dino- they had two of their own plus Savage Love, right? My God. Uh, yeah. 
Big year for BTS last year. So obviously we saw them specifically break through, but I think it would be interesting if Justin found a song with a K-pop artist that people have not heard so much about yet and decided to jump on that, you know, to do a K-pop song that's just kind of like Despacito, just a great song outside of his own genre, finds an amazing K-pop artist who needs the elevated status and like, bang, it would be a massive hit for everybody involved. And Bieber Bieber will sing in Korean. I mean, the man can obviously, uh, you know, go hop between languages when needed. He's had to do it before. <laughs> and and Sc- Scooter has brought us uh, a sigh with Gangnam That's Style. That's right. Oh, maybe we just hmm. need the sigh and be- the sigh comeback with with a Bieber maybe, feature. Maybe, maybe there's some other like Scooter uh, project that is a K-pop artist that we haven't heard about yet. Exactly. Well, it would be a huge look, I think, um, on all fronts. Well, I have no like way to wrap this up. I was going to be like, oh, so Peaches is great. Check it out. But you probably already have because it's number one in the Howl 100. Peaches, I hear they come from a can. Ah, hey. You know, I was surprised. So I should, I, I am going to point everyone to billboard.com where our colleague Paul did an article of top 10 songs from the Hot 100 that have fruit names in the title, which is something that silly that Keith and I had actually talked about when Peaches, you know, hit number one. And uh, you can actually go see there are 22 top 10 Hot 100 songs with fruit in their name. And I was sort of sad to not see Presidents of the United States of America with Peaches because I love that song. Not there. Not top 10. No, not there. Watermelon Sugar. It's there, though. That's right. Well, now it's time for the Chart Stat of the Week. Forty years ago this week, Blondie's Rapture, a track that fused rap and disco, surged 6-1 to one on the Hot 100, dated March 28, 1981. The Smash single is regarded as the first number one single to include a rap verse. Now, the first fully rap song to hit number one would come nearly 10 years later, when Vanilla Ice's Ice Ice Baby topped the chart dated November 3, 1990. As for Rapture, Blondie frontwoman Debbie Harry name-checked early hip-hop legends Grandmaster Flash and Fab Five Freddy in her rap verse, and the latter even appears in the music video for the track. Rapture would mark the fourth and final number one for the band Blondie, who previously hit number one with the reggae-fied island pop of The Tide Is High, the hard-driving rock of Call Me, and the full-on disco of Heart of Glass. So there you have it. 40 years ago this week, the Hot 100 had its first number one hit with a rap verse, Blondie's Rapture. Fab Five Freddy told me everybody's side. DJ spinning, I said, my, my. Flash is fast, flash is cool. Francois and Bob, flash ain't our duke. Well, we've reached the end of our big shoe, Katie. Uh, any, any parting words? Well, that was a really fitting chart set after all that talk of genre hopping for Justin Bieber and then Blondie obviously you know reggae rap disco rock uh they did it all too from from Blondie to Bieber it's all about the Billboard Hot 100 with Blondie and Bieber at the top of the charts that direct line from Blondie to Bieber that we didn't know existed there it is maybe (laughs) maybe Bieber and Blondie can do a song together I mean Debbie Harry would love it (laughs) maybe Justin would love it. <laughs> Any, anything is possible. What song should we go out on, Katie? Oh, man. Um, you know what? I, when I was revisiting Bieber's Hot 100 history, 
I vividly remembered the first song of his that I like really loved because I was very much, you know, just like an old person not getting the whole teenage sensation thing. And then Somebody to Love with Usher came out and I was like, oh, this, this is pretty good. I actually am super into this. So and then I was realizing that was only like in the first year he was around. So it didn't take me too long to get on board, I guess, because I love that song. So we should go out on that song. Okay, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Hurry in-store or online and celebrate Lowe's Spring Fest before it's over. With values on a Cobalt 40-volt string trimmer, was $159, now $119. Or we've got a Cobalt 40-volt mower, was $299, now $249. Give your yard the works this spring. Spring Fest, a festival of fun and savings for your garden and total home. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. Offers valid through 428, while supplies last. Selection varies by location, U.S. only.